Good morning, prophets. Good morning. Praise God. Amen. <clears throat> well, let's have a word of prayer and we're ready to go. Father, we thank you. We praise you in Jesus' name. We thank you for another healing school today in the name of Jesus. As we look to you and we believe you this day to give us utterance and heal your people. We praise you. We thank you for it. We pray that they receive today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, so we are talking today about manifesting the power of God. And we started this on um, last Saturday, I believe. And yes. today we're going to do part two. And let's pick it up where we stop. Let me... Just do a little bit of last week, and then I'll pick it up where we stopped from last week. It's, so from the notes, you're talking about manifesting the power of God, and it is the desire. One of the things we pointed out last week is that it is the desire of most Christians today to have God work through them in a powerful way. And Christians are not really aware of the fact that it is God's desire, too, to work through each of us. Mm-hmm. He wants to work through each of his children in that same way. So we 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 have seen um, some men and women in the body of Christ operate in great and powerful anointing, but God desires to work through each and every one of his children in that same way. In Acts yeah. ten thirty four, it states, "God is no respecter of persons." God will work through anyone who deliberately makes the decision to yield himself, to yield herself to him. Amen? So we're going to be talking along those lines today. So last week uh, we stopped. uh, Let's pick it up from where we left off. So we left off by saying, uh, talking about... In John fourteen ten, Jesus said, Believest thou not that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The work that I the words, I'm sorry, that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Even Jesus, the Son of God, acknowledges that it is not him doing the mm-hmm. works, but the Father dwelling in him that is doing the work. He went on to say in verse 12, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believes on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my father. So why would Jesus uh going to the Father enable you and I to do these works? That's what we're starting out today with this question. Hmm. So when Jesus went to be with the Father, he sent the Holy Spirit to live in us. And that's John sixteen and seven. It is the Holy Spirit or the Spirit of God living in each of us that will work through us and enable us 
to do these great work, mighty works. Yeah. The impossible will be accomplished in our lives when we yield to God. That is, in us and allowing him to work through us. Mm-hmm. The same father that was dwelling in Jesus and doing all of those awesome works is dwelling in each of us today. Just stop me wow. when you're ready, Apostle. I'll just keep going. Let me know when you're ready. So, however, uh, let's, 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 pause, let's pause right there. Make that statement again, that last statement. As long as we... Okay. Okay. Yes, here we go. The same father, the same father that was dwelling in Jesus and doing all of those awesome works, works is dwelling in us today. Mm Mm-hmm. He's in you and I today. This is what the scripture says. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Mm-hmm. Pay attention to words. He's in you. In St. John chapter 15, I believe it is, in verse 7. If you abide in me, in my words abide in you, then you can ask what you will and it will be done for you by the Father. What am I saying? We have to let this word go in us. We must receive it. In the same Father, the same power of God that was in Jesus, watch this here, is in you. And Jesus said, if you ask anything in my name, I'll do it. That ask is demand. So make a demand on the power of God for your deliverance, for your healing. He's ready to do it. But are we ready to receive it? Are we sick and tired of being sick and tired of being sick and tired? As long as you are not fed up, you are giving license to your sickness and disease. Are you listening to me? You are giving license to your sickness and disease. Remember the scripture? Neither give place to the devil. As long as you are willing to keep putting up with sickness and disease, even though Jesus said by his stripes you were healed, he's telling you he done did it. Now you and I have to receive it. It'll just stay like it is. Mm-hmm. But get fed up. I done had enough. I'm stirred up. I'm fired up about this. And open your mouth in faith and put the devil in his place. All right. Thank God. Came back to the notes. 
As long as we try to do things by ourselves and refuse to yield to God who is in us, we will continue to come up short in fulfilling the call of God on our lives. There you go. The question that we should be, should all be asking ourselves is this. How do I yield to God and allow him to work through me? If we're going to yield to God and see him work through us, then we must yield to love. Yes. First John 4 and 8 says, God is love. Mm -hmm. If we're going to yield to God and see him work through us, we must yield to the love of God and allow love to work through us. Mm-hmm. In every situation, no matter what the circumstances are, we must yield to the love of God if we want to see God's work in our lives. Mm-hmm. If love is working in us, if it's working in me, if it's working in you, then God is working through us. When we yield to the love of God and activate that love in our hearts, we allow God to work in us and through us to produce the best possible outcome in our lives. Wow. As long as we, as long as the love of God lays dormant in our hearts, so does God lay dormant in our hearts. If God is lying dormant, and not working in our hearts, then we have no power. The love of God gives us access to the power of God. I want to say that one again. The love of God gives us access to the power of God. When that love is working in each of us, in our hearts, we will see God's power working through us in our lives. Now let's pay attention to words. The power of God cannot show up without the love of God being in place. Say it again. The power of God cannot show up without the love of God in place. Without it being in place. Now notice what it didn't say. It didn't say it would not. It said it cannot show up without the love of God being in place. That's powerful. Yes. Okay. The only reason that we have ever seen God's power is because of the tremendous love that he has for us in his heart. Mm. For instance, for instance, when God sent Jesus and resurrected him from the dead, that was a manifestation of his power that came because of his great love for us. In Genesis, when God created the heavens and the earth, 
the power to create came from the overwhelming desire in his heart to have children who he could love. Wow. The reason that we saw Jesus operate in the power of God and do the miracles that he did is because he always walked in the love of God. Now let's pause there for a second. He saw the miracles because he always walked in the power of God. To walk in the power of God is to walk in the love of God. Would you agree with that? Amen. To walk in the power of God is to walk in the love of God. Listen. Let me tell y'all something. Unforgiveness will make you sick and keep you sick. Unforgiveness will do that. Somebody said, well, Brother Elby, you just don't know what they did to me. Prophet, you just don't know what they did to me. That's true. But I can tell you what I know. I know what unforgiveness will do to you. You see what I'm saying to you? I know what unforgiveness does to us. And the devil wants you to stay in that arena. Why? Because now... You make his ability, Satan's ability, to hold that sickness and disease on you very easy. See, when you're not walking in love, you're not opposing the devil. You're not resisting him. You're not opposing him. You're not coming against him in the name of Jesus. Why? Because God is what? God is love. Mm -hmm. He's what? He's love. You are healed by the love of God. And the devil don't want you to know that. You are, listen to me. I hope you're taking notes. Believers, saved people, Christian people, get healed based on knowledge. Unbelievers, non-believers, they get healed off of grace. They get healed off of love, God's love for them. God's tender mercy and kindness towards them. But Jesus said, take my yoke upon you and do what? Learn. You see, knowledge, learn of me. For my yoke is easy and my burdens are light. And you'll find your healing too. It's right there. It's waiting on you to receive it. But unforgiveness can block you. Move to unforgiveness. Put the love in place and watch the difference. Okay. And move the unforgiveness and watch the difference. I like that. Praise God. 
In Matthew 14 and 14, yes. Go ahead, Apostle. No, no, go ahead. In Matthew, back to our notes, 14 and 14, it says, And Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion toward them and healed Mm -hmm. their sick. It was because of the, uh, I'm sorry, it was because of the love that was working in Jesus' heart. Amen? Yeah. That, uh, yeah, in his heart that activated the power of God to show up and heal the people. Mm-hmm. When compassion was working in him, God worked through him to heal the sick. I want to say that one again. When compassion was working in Jesus, God worked through Jesus to heal the sick. That's powerful. That's right. Yes. Amen. And compassion is moving through him today. He's working through, listen to me, he doesn't work through Jesus to heal you. That's why Jesus said, by the stripes that he took, you were healed. And for weeks we talked about what? Healing is spiritual. It's spiritual. Yes. It's not natural. It's mm-hmm. spiritual. If you can just grab a hold to that today. God wants you heal more than you do. He wants you made whole. All right. Amen. So the power of God will will not show up in our lives until the love of God begins to work in our heart. Say that again. The power of God will not show up in our heart and in our love, in our lives, I'm sorry. Until the love of God begins to work in our heart. One more time. The power of God will not show up in our lives until the love of God begins to show up in our heart. Hmm. Now that's all. Awesome. got to be the love of God. <laughs> the power will, in other words, the power of God doesn't go to work until the love of God is, is at work in our heart. So you can hold the power of God back. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. According to the, the word of God. Yes. Matthew 14 and 14. You know, it says move with compassion toward them and heal them. Mm-hmm. So when compassion, that's the love of God. The compassion of God is the love of God. So when, mm-hmm. when, when the love of God is working in us, then the power of God can work through us. As a child going growing up, some of you might remember this song. Yes, Jesus loved me. Yes, Jesus loved me. So the Bible tells me so. Right? Absolutely. But now watch this here. Yes. He loves us. 
but we must reciprocate that love to one another. We must reciprocate that love back to him. See? The love got to be in you. Let the love flow in you. How, you. how you get it to do that? Again, St. John chapter 15 and verse 7, if you abide in me, and abide means stay in, remain in, right? Mm-hmm. So if you remain in, live in, stay in me, and my word in you, you can ask what you will, and it will be done for you by my Father, God is love. So we can say it this way, and it will be done for you by love. If you abide in me and my word abide in you, or if you abide in me, and love abide in you, you can ask love of what you will, and it will be done for you by love, because God is what? Love. What do you say, Father? Yeah, amen. God is love. And so, uh, that basically that's what he's talking about when he say about, when he speaks of the compassion. Yes. Um, it's hard to get the power, well, it's really impossible to get the power of God working in our lives not only for ourselves, but even for others. We pray for other people all the time, and we want to see them here. But if we're holding on forgiveness, as you say, then that power that would normally go to work to heal people and to deliver them, it's impossible to get it started because we are so uh, out of place our own our own lives. Or, or there's a, there's a, there's a missing element there. So when we pray and we think our, our prayers are being answered, they're being blocked. Mm-hmm. Because, because that unforgiveness is blocking it. <laughs> so it is the love of God that places a demand on the power of God. I'll say it again. It is the love of God that places a demand on the power of God. If mm. love is absent, then there is no demand for power. If love is oh. absent, then there is no demand for power. I like that. However, when we are moved with compassion and when the love of God begins to work in our heart, in our heart, the power of God will show up in our lives like never before. Yes, it will. God has a strong desire to work through his children to reach the lost and dying world. That's what I was just sharing a few minutes ago. We may want to pray for people, even for our loved ones. But if we are out of place ourselves, if we are far removed from that power, how can it work through us to reach others? So God cannot do anything until we allow him to work through us by working in the love of God. Mm -hmm. 
we must understand that neither God nor Satan can do anything on this earth apart from a physical body. Now that worth, is worth repeating. We must understand that neither God nor Satan can do anything on this earth apart from a physical body. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes. Yes. I know I know you have a comment on that one. I'll just pause here. Folks, listen. You and I are the body of Christ. How are people going to see his love through you and me? Are you getting this? Amen. You and I have a physical body. The next time the devil attacks you, go pull out your birth certificate. Why? Why my birth certificate, Brother Elder? Because your birth certificate tells you, and it tells him, you are legal here on the face of the earth. Why? You have a body. You've never seen Satan's body. You want to know why? He don't have none. He have no body, friends. This is why he only use mine and yours. Satan have his widest range of expression inside of a human body. Mm-hmm. That's where he expresses himself. And that's why the scripture says, neither give place to the devil. Mm-hmm. How do you give him place? Allowing him to operate in you and through you? That's how. Did you realize he's cut off if you don't give him a place? And you and I are the only one who have the authority to give him a place. Amen. But suppose you don't. He have to move on, try to find somebody who will. Amen. Praise the Lord. And these things are not uh, new. They may be new to some of you because you don't know them. They have not been taught in your arena. But praise God for healing school, huh? Amen. All right. Praise God. Praise God. So I'll read that little part again. We must understand that neither God nor Satan can do anything on this earth apart from a physical body. When God needed to operate on this earth, he spoke his words through the the mouth of the prophet. Now, I'm going to give you an example uh, that, that's not in our lesson today, but I want us to see it for ourselves. Jeremiah 1, verses 4 through 8, I'm going to read that because this is what we just said. He spoke his word. When he needed to operate in the earth, he spoke his word through the mouth of the prophet. 
This mm-hmm. is an example of that. Jeremiah 1 and 4 through 8 says this. And then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctify thee, and I ordain thee a prophet unto the nation. Verse 6. Then said I, Ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a child. Mm-hmm. Verse 7. But the Lord said unto me, Say not, I am a child, for thou shalt go to all that I send thee, and whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. Verse 8. Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, said the Lord. And verse 9 says this. And then the Lord put forth his hand, touch my mouth, and the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. So that's Jeremiah 4 through 9. Amen? You see that? He's that's telling it. him, I, I put my words in your mouth. And you're going to go and say everything I tell you to say. Yeah, I, are you listening to me? That's what we're that's talking what? about. When God needed to operate on the earth, that's just one example. There are many examples in the Old Testament and in the New. God spoke to and through his prophets, and he's still speaking through his prophets today. Mm -hmm. This is his process. This is how God worked then, and he's still working that way today. So we got we go back to that comment we made from the notes. We must understand that neither God nor Satan can do anything on this earth apart from a physical body. So God right. speaks through his prophets. Satan does the same thing. He tries to speak through people. He uses people to get his work done in the earth mm-hmm. because he knows that he can do nothing without a physical body. I'll give you an example of what we're talking about when we say Satan can do nothing unless he's speaking through a body in the earth. The Bible says that when they were in the garden, the the Satan used the body of a snake come on the serpent to speak to who? To Eve. He spoke to Eve. And we know that. Amen. And he said, had God said. (laughs) And she replied. She responded to that. Oh, God knows that when you eat of this fruit, come on. He knows you're going to be just like him. He was lying. That's a lying spirit. She was already like God. They were already created in his image. They were already created in his likeness. And having all the power that he had. But because she didn't know, she didn't know that, she was deceived. Mm -hmm. You notice he didn't speak to Adam, he spoke to her. When God created Adam, Eve was not there. When God Mm -hmm. created Adam and gave him those instructions, do not touch the tree that's in the midst of the garden, 
on the day that you touch it, you shall what? Surely die. Where was Eve? She wasn't even. She wasn't even in the earth yet. See how Satan will deceive? He knew, he knew she didn't know that. Why didn't mm-hmm. he go to Adam with that? Because he knew he couldn't. <laughs> but see, yeah. he needed to see. He needed to. He needed the body of something. So what did he use? Body of an animal. That's right. Amen. Body of an animal. And he was speaking through that animal to Eve. Mm-hmm. So... So we we must understand God speaks through his prophets. And I'm not saying that every person in the earth who's saying that they are a prophet is a real prophet. Because we know we have false prophets here as well. But I wanted you to get the 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 I the general idea, get the image fixed in your spirit that this is how God reaches us. This is how he does his work. He does his work through his word, and his word must come through his prophets. Must come mm-hmm. through his apostles. Must come into your hearing through those anointed men and women of God that he has chosen to get mm-hmm. his word out. So the word that he speaks, the words that he spoke, those words, what? Watch this. The words that he spoke, that prophet or any man or woman of God, they become flesh. Yes. Just like Jesus, the Bible says the words that Jesus spoke became the words that God spoke in John 14 and 14. In the beginning was the word and the word was what? With God and the word was God. And down in that 12 or 14 verses says, and the word what? Was God. Was Mm -hmm. manifest. That's good. That's good. God works. He worked through Jesus to redeem mankind. And he desires to work through us the same way. It is, it has not changed. So when we speak forth what thus said the Lord, and God is speaking volumes even today. Yeah. He doesn't want us to, we don't have to fix it up. We don't have to add to it. We don't have to try to, you know, take it out of one content context and put it into another. No, God doesn't want us to do that. He wants us to, we spoke about this in in our prayer time on this week. He wants us to know how to rightly divide the word of God so that he can work and do what he is saying he wants to do in the earth. Mm -hmm. In Romans 5 and 5, it says the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. See? By the Holy Ghost. The love of God is there by the Holy Ghost. We know from 1 John 4 and 8 that God is love. Yes. So we could read Romans 5 and 5 like this. The love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. See it? The love of God has been shed in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. The moment that we became born again, God poured his love in our hearts. Yes. And by pouring his love in our hearts, God poured himself. Amen. 
he poured himself in in our heart. Yes. He poured himself out into the heart of believers mm-hmm. so that he could have access so that he can have access to the world through his children. Isn't that powerful? That's right. Yes it is. Yes it is. This is the reason why we are made in his own image and after his own likeness. That's for a reason. For a reason. Amen. God gave us authority in this earth. Mm-hmm. He can't just walk in and barge in and just do whatever he want to do. Hmm. Somebody have to open the door and let him in. You have to open the door to him and let him in to the situations and the circumstances of your life. But if you don't give him that authority, you know he won't do it. All right. Praise the Lord. That was good. That's so true. Amen. So when love is working in us and flowing out of us towards people, then God is working in us and flowing out of us mm. toward those people. That's Watch right. this. Love is. Love is God's way into the earth. I'm going to put that in, a, in another in another form. I just said uh, in the notes, Apostle has written, God is, I'm sorry, love is God's way into the earth. Mm-hmm. God, yes. so love, love is God's vehicle. This is how he gets around in the earth. Are uh, you listening to me? This is how he okay. travels from one person to the next. This is how he is transferred from one place to another. This is how he manifests himself from one person to the other, from one location to the next. That's his vehicle. That's the way he travels. He's not traveling on unforgiveness. Unforgiveness is not going to to be anywhere near God. It, it, in other words, if he needs to get from, uh, go from, but let's use our location as an example. If he he's desiring to go from Spring to Katy, he would never get hatred and unforgiveness. But if That's he right. if he if the love bus was right there, he would definitely jump on that love bus. Amen. That's right. If 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 the love uh of uh, well, what do we travel today? Uh, Uber. If a love Uber company is is available, he'll call a love Uber. Not that he needs that, because we know. I'm just using it as an example to get you to see what we're talking about. If, if yeah. the love plane company was there, he would fly through the love plane company. He he would not take the hatred company. He would take the love company because this is how he gets from one place to it's his way of travel in the earth. He travels through love. He travels on love, motivated by love. I mean moved with compassion to heal people. Love is is the motivating factor that causes God to do his work. That allows, and I call, allows him to do his work in the earth. Are you getting that? That's good. And he wants to do that through each of us. 
So we become those vehicles. You see it? You become the vehicle through which he travels. You become the vehicle through which he's healing your neighbor. You become the vehicle through which he's healing your son, your daughter, your children, your grandchildren, your grand great-grandchildren, your spouse. You become the vehicle through which people are being saved uh, in your community or in your workplace. You become the vehicle through which your every family member who's so bitter and so full of hurt and so full of pain. You become the vehicle through which that salvation is flowing. Are you listening to me? But you must, I'm going to say it again, but you must go back to the beginning of our our, uh, message today. You must yield to it. Another example, the Bible says Mary was a virgin. She was a child, really, if you begin to study it out. She was a youngster. And the Bible says the angel of the Lord appeared unto her and said, Behold, Mary. You always will be with child. And she said, how can that be? I don't even know a name. So she said this. Be mm-hmm. it. He, after he told her how it was going to happen, he said, the Holy Spirit will overpower you. The over, see, the Holy right. Spirit was being used even right there to what? Transfer the power of God up on Mary. And he said, the Holy Spirit will overpower, overshadow you, Mary. What did Mary say? We're talking about you must yield to the love of God. Mary said, sir, be it unto me, even as you have spoken. As you yes. have spoken. As you, you have must said. say, Father, be it unto me, even as you have said. You must say that. You must say that when you hear these words. That I am love and I desire to work on you. I desire to work through you. Uh-huh. I desire for you to take me where yeah. I need to go in the earth. You must say, Father, be it unto me even as you have said. That's what yielding is. Yielding is not acting like Nicodemus. Nicodemus, the Bible says, when Jesus came to Nicodemus by night and said unto him, Nicodemus, behold, you must what? Be born again. Nicodemus said, how is that so? I mean, Shall I enter again into my mother's womb and be born again? It's impossible for this. He went on and on and on and on. Yes. You see, he didn't yield to that. Are you listening to me? He didn't yield to that. That's right. That's and right. so it, could, got, it couldn't happen. He couldn't be born again because he did not yield to the word of God that was being spoken to him. Mm-hmm. He was questioning everything like some of us do. And, and, and I'm not knocking you because I've questioned things before. But once I hear the word of God, once I hear God's heart, once I see it for myself, once I'm reading in the in the in the scripture, and I see it and I behold it with my own eyes, I yield to yes. that. I yield Great to that, God. and I say, Father, well, if I if I can't hold this in my heart, you know, this person hurt me, really hurt me. They did this and they did, they did that. And I'll go to God with it because God said, bring it to me. Helen, everything. I don't care what it is. Bring it unto me. Submit it unto me. Cast the care of it over on me because I care for you. Once I do that and God tells me what to do about it, I have to yield to that. You yeah. see, because the flesh does not want to forgive. Are you listening to me? That's right. Your flesh doesn't want to forgive. Your flesh wants to get even. Uh-huh. Yeah, mm-hmm. I hear you out there laughing. Your flesh wants to get even. Your flesh does not want to yield to love. 
But remember now, you are three-part person. You are three-part being. Your first what? Spirit. Come on. Soul and body. And you got to remember now, before you got born again, your body was in control of everything. Your flesh Mm -hmm. controlled where you went and what you did and what how you responded and what you spoke. Your flesh. Your flesh said, okay, let's go out and get drunk. You went out and got drunk. Your flesh said, let's have a good time and party all night. Flesh did that. Mm-hmm. Flesh said, well, you know, you hit me, I'm going to hit you back, and you did that. Your flesh said, go out and buy an AK-47. People go out and buy AK-47. Somebody drunk, jumped in front of you on the highway, you know, cut you off. You say, okay, go after them and, and blow their heads off with that AK. You, you know, you do that. But you know, the Holy Spirit will never tell you anything like that. Hello, no. somebody. That's how you know the difference. You know what voice is speaking. See, so when you, when you got born again, now listen, when you got born again, that love came in. No, your body yes. didn't get saved. Don't let anybody tell you that your body got saved. Your body was, is the same way today it was before you got saved. But what happened when salvation came, when the, when God came in? Your heart was changed. You now have a born again, recreated human spirit. Are you mm-hmm. listening to me? And, mm-hmm. and that's the difference. And so now the, the boss of you is not your body anymore. Oh, well, it should not be. Yeah. Should that's not right. be. Not supposed to. So where, whereas before you were saying, I'm body, soul, and I'm body, soul, and spirit. See, the spirit was last. See, listen to people talk. They'll always put the spirit last. But when, when the spirit of God is in you, ruling you, leading you, guiding you, you'll say, I'm spirit, soul, and body. And now the spirit That's is right. the controller, is the boss of me. The spirit Crazy. tells me what to do and tells me where to go and tells me what to say and tells me how to yield and what to yield to. Now, and if you'll listen now, are you listening to me? If you will listen to the spirit of God that's speaking inside of you and you yield to it, you'll see the power of God come on your life. That's to right. not only help you, but help others. You see? Yes. That's good. So love is his vehicle. And you are that vehicle through which love flows. If you mm-hmm. yield to it. you got to yield to it, though. So you can't go around saying, well, Johnny hurt me. And Johnny did this and Johnny did that. Not that you can't say it. But you, the way you respond to what Johnny did is different. So you go and bring that to God and say, well, Johnny did this. You know where he's going to take you, right? You you know where he's going to take you? Right over there, Matthew chapter 5, verse 44. I'm not over there, but I'm just pulling it up in my spirit. He's going to tell you that. That's what mm-hmm. God himself is going to tell you to do because guess what? That's what he does. That's who he is. He's going to yes. tell you. Well, you know what? But I said to you, how I'm listening. Love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them which despitefully use and persecute you. That's Matthew 5 and 45. That's the Holy Spirit working on the inside of you. I'm telling you, sometimes I don't want to tell him. Sometimes, sometimes I say, I'm not telling him this because I know where he's going to send me. And I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to forgive him. I don't want to love him. See, now my flesh is talking to me. Are you listening? I just want to hit them upside the head. I want to hate them. I want to just treat them the way they're treating me. See, that's my flesh talking to me. Are y'all with me? See, now you are born again, recreated human being, human spirit inside of you, and he's speaking too. So you decide which one you're going to listen to. Yeah. Did you hear me? 
You decide That's which right. one you're going to listen to. That's you decide. Right. So you make sure you decide to listen to the Spirit of God who's telling you what he's telling you over in Matthew chapter 5, verses 44. Make sure you obey that. And mm-hmm. all the power in the world, all the power that's in God, all the power that is needed, he wants to release right there. He will release it if you choose to walk in, in his side rather than walk in your flesh that's telling you, you know, hit him upside the head. Are you getting that? I just did that little yeah. illustration so you could see what it really looks like when you yield. Now, it doesn't mean that you're not going to have that voice in your head after you've been born again. I just showed you that voice is going to be there. I don't want to, I don't want to forget him. I, 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 I don't want to love him. I, I don't, see, that's your flesh yeah. talking. Don't, don't you know that? That's right. Your flesh didn't die because if your flesh died, you would be, you wouldn't be in the world anymore. That's right. The flesh is it's your suit. It's the earth suit that housed the mm-hmm. spirit. But your spirit man is in you and very much alive. Very it's much alive. The real alive. you. It's the, come on, about It's the real you. So when the yeah. real you speaks, listen to the real you. And that's how you know that, 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 that presence of God in you. It's always going to line up with the word. Mm-hmm. Are you listening mm-hmm. to me? Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, my flesh wants to pout like that too. My flesh gets to the place where it just does not want to obey God. But you know what? The Bible says, submit yourself to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. He said, you must well, crucify your flesh. Crucify that flesh. Bring it under. Make it submit to the word of God. And you have to say, shut up. Shut up. Yeah. Get thee behind me, Satan. Isn't that what Jesus did? He said, shut up. Get thee behind me. Now, if he went and spoke to Jesus, you think you any different? No. Oh, come on now. No, no. We're going somewhere now. No, no, no. He's going to speak to you just like he did to Jesus. But Jesus knew what to tell him. He said, shut up, Satan. Get thee behind me. That's good. Because he tried that same foolishness with Jesus. Oh, if you cast your... You know, I'll, if you do this and do that, I'll give you all of this and I'll give you it. You just worship, bow down, worship me. Mm-hmm. And I'll serve the true and living God and only him will I serve. Now you get behind yeah. him and shut up. And you shut up all that foolishness. Well, amen. <laughs> amen. Praise God. Well, prophet, that is awesome. And that's the way the thing works. And that's what we are encouraging everybody to do today. 